Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, children of the Most High God. Welcome to Kingdom Empowerment. I am your host, Minister Coilette James, and as always, it is indeed an honor and a pleasure to join with you in the airwaves. We give God all the glory and all the praise for today's broadcast, for truly he is the center of everything that we do. And, you know, it is our custom to go before the throne of God at the beginning of each broadcast, so just join with me in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for being our God, for being our Father, for being our leader, for being our God, for being the one that gives direction to our footsteps. We praise and worship you on today, Lord God. We thank you that you are a God of the right now, the right now, the right now. You are always right on time. You always have everything that we need at our disposal, so we give you praise. Father God, we lift up this show. We give it dedication unto you because in all that we do, we do it to please you, to honor you, and to exalt your holy name. So, Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would take over the airwaves, take over myself, take over my guests, take over the hearts and the minds of anyone and everyone who joins us to listen in on today and who comes back to hear the archives, that, Father God, they will get a sure word from you and will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are in control because they have given you control over their lives. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' awesome and mighty name, and we say it is so. Amen and amen. Well, I am excited, as always, for our show today. It's a short show today. It's only going to be 30 minutes, but I believe it's going to be a a power-packed show within those 30 minutes. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is going to have his way in the midst of today's show. Anytime we have great opposition, we know that there's great purpose at hand. I want to first of all give shout-out to my sister and my friend, Pastor Dorothy, for working my switchboard for me just in the nick of time. I was having issues getting into my my, um, studio. I couldn't get in from my computer. I couldn't get in from my phone. And with five minutes left before broadcast time, she is my ram in the bush. So I thank God for her for going in and operating my studio for me. We have a powerful guest that's joining us today. His name is Mr. Ed Sagala. He is the president of the Las Vegas um, chapter of the C12 group, which is a power path group. And we want to welcome him to the line on today. Ed, welcome to the show. Colette, I'm thankful to be here today. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm I'm just excited for what we're going to share with the guests on today because, as you know, The marketplace is really a passion of mine, and I know likewise it is a passion of yours. And our topic today is God in the boardroom. So just so that our listeners can kind of get a feel and understand your expertise in this area, can you give us just a little background of who you are and what the C12 group is? Well, yes. Uh, my background uh, really is about 20 years in the retail management field, 
after graduating uh, college and finishing a stint in the military, I entered the retail sector, uh, starting in restaurant management, and from there went into retail management, and I've been in positions where I've been a store manager, a regional manager, a sales manager, and a regional trainer. And all these different positions all had to deal with business. And during that time, I was really not a believer for most of that time. After I became a believer and was growing in the Lord, uh, the Lord moved me into a variety of positions of which I ended up having a a company that uh, I started after the death of my wife in 2001. I was living in Las Vegas, uh, was had a regional job of traveling and doing some training, so I wasn't home all the time. Uh, but one Friday night, uh, we were all at church. I was involved in some church activities. My children were involved in the scouts. They were at church, and my wife was involved taking care of some things at church as well uh, when she suddenly had an aneurysm and died, and that was uh, oh in 2001. Wow. And as a result of that, my life kind of changed a little bit, as I think many of your listeners might understand. Things happen in our lives. And as a result of that, I ended up knowing I didn't really need to uh, travel anymore, not with three children at home. So I ended up starting a, a couple businesses, and I ran those businesses until about 2009. And at that point in time, I really began to feel that God was telling me to be involved a little more deeply in people's lives rather than maybe just on the surface. And that's when I first learned about C12. And C12 is an organization that is a peer roundtable group for Christian business owners. And as we know that when you own a company and you lead a company, there are many, many challenges. And oftentimes those leaders may or may not have anybody that truly understands those challenges and that they have a deep relationship with that they can work together. And so it seemed to me a a match made in heaven, and that's how I got connected with the C12 group. Amen, amen. You know, um, I I can can relate to the challenges of running businesses and what have you. And as God gave me God's Marketplace back in 2005, one of the things that I had encountered in the body of Christ was that um, people were on – two different sides of the the scale, per se, and there was no balance. They were either on the side of thinking that um, their relationship with God God was separate and apart from their business life or their work life or what have you, and that he had no place in that. There was no place for God in the workplace or in their business. Or they were on the other side of the equation and felt that, All they had to do was just sit down and wait, and God was going to miraculously bring a business to them and motivate them in the business and do everything that was needed for the business. And when he gave me God's marketplace, he gave me balance. It was to say that there is a spiritual side and a natural side of doing business, and the two needed to cohabitate together in order for the business to be pleasing before the Father because God is a God of detail and he wants to be involved in every detail of our lives. Please tell us how you have encountered or what you have encountered with the different CEOs and business owners that you've come in contact with as far as their relationship with God in the midst of their business. 
Well, many of the business owners that I come across, they have one or two responses when you talk to them about living out their faith in their work environment, in the marketplace. Uh, one response that I heard repeatedly when we first got started out here was, I keep my business and my faith separate. And I believe that that is just a condition of our of our generation where we have decided or the the world has decided that it's not correct for a person of faith to share their faith in their business. We should keep it separate. We really don't care what you do on Sunday or whatever uh, midweek service you might go to, but don't bring it to the workplace. And so that's one thing that uh, that I came across on a pretty regular basis. And the second one was, I'm not really sure how to do it, and can I do it without getting in trouble from a legal perspective? Mm. So those two things seem to be the ones that have raised up, in, at least to our community, that maybe hinder people from becoming more involved in living out their faith through their business. And what are, your, what are some of the answers? How do you lead your business owners to bringing their faith into their business? Well, it's really pretty cool in how this happens. First of all, we ask people, uh, in, in the, when you look at the scripture and when you profess faith in Jesus Christ, we are told that we receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And that spirit doesn't leave when we go back to work on Monday. The spirit is with us all the time. Now, we may go to service uh, at, at our respective churches on the weekend, but when we go to work, we take that same spirit of God with us when we go to work. So we're saying, how can you, you know, consciously decide not to involve God in your business when you've accepted him for the greatest thing of salvation and your eternity is based upon that truth? How can you set him aside when it comes to doing your business? And sometimes that causes people to begin to say, oh, they they didn't intentionally set God aside. It just happened as a byproduct of the culture in which they're living in. Mm-hmm. Amen. I, then, I can see that happening. Go ahead. One of the things that uh, we refer people to in the training that we do uh, with our Christian business owners, it's not just business training, but it is also ministry training. One of the things we point out to you, like, for example, remember the story of Joshua, the, the whole book of Joshua, uh, when he was taking the people into the promised land. And right at the very beginning of that, the uh, Lord told him, said, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people. And he told him to be strong and courageous because it's a tough job to lead people, uh, especially in the ways of the Lord. And so what we do is we kind of encourage our business owners and the business leaders to look to Scripture for how they should behave and what, how they should lead when they're in their work environments. And we encourage them to look at everybody they come in contact with through work as their personal mission field. Mm. That's excellent. That's excellent. I I um I definitely wholeheartedly concur with that. Part of God's marketplace training, and I guess where you pretty much C twelve picks up where God marketplace kind of stops because my my mission field and my training is training people to get into the mindset of being an entrepreneur 
as a call upon their life, not just as I want to go into business, but this is the call that God has placed on me. So we train them to be in the mindset of knowing from the onset of going into business that this is, this is as you just said, your mission field. This is what God has called you to. So it's it's a, a starting place and a building block. How to even get into business and the different different things that we have to look at with the organizational structure and all of these different things. You are encountering people that are already in business, mostly your CEOs and presidents of comp- companies. So is the mind shift at that point a difficult thing to accomplish to get their mindset to to do that that transition of seeing God in the midst of their business? Oh, absolutely. And to understand the demographics of a C-12 group, generally we deal with companies that have already achieved a million dollars in revenue or higher, and some are even publicly traded companies in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And when you look at across the breadth of the types of uh, organizations we have in C12, many of them are led by their founder, and then the rest are led either by a CEO or president that is responsible to a board. And, and we approach it a couple different ways in that with the founders of the companies, if we can get a hold of their heart, then they have the authority and the ability to implement whatever the Holy Spirit is calling them to do in their organization. So what we what we attempt to do is to point out and use Scripture as we do business training to understand why we do what we do and then what the end result should be. For example, you mentioned when people go into business. Well, Deuteronomy 8.17 says that my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who has given you the ability to produce wealth. And so we remind the business owners that the skills and the abilities and everything they have, those come from God. When they go to a business school to get an MBA or some advanced training, Oftentimes, they believe in the American, quote, what the American dream was by pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and that you go to school and you work hard and you accomplish a lot of things. And I think we as Americans believe that, but we as Christians believe that God has enabled us, has given us the gift of leadership or whatever the skill is that we have to run a business. That comes from God. And with that ability also comes a responsibility. And so we encourage our business owners to say, okay, what is your stewardship responsibility to the people that you encounter while you're doing business? What's the purpose of your business other than just to make some money and provide for your house and and car and those kinds of things? So we ask them to look beyond just what the world would look at and what is the eternal consequences of what you do as a leader in your business. Amen. Amen. That's excellent. That is excellent. I'm sure that is is a good starting point for our listeners that are on the line or that will call back and listen to the archives to start at because as as you have encountered and as I had said a few moments ago, most business owners really think that there is that separation when in fact there is no separation because all that we are should be the example of Christ in our life no matter where we're at. 
you know, being in church, in the grocery store, in the boardroom, or what have you. Tell us um, really the transformation that you've seen take place in the the business arena when the CEO comes and, and understands that there's a change in their heart and they understand that they have to incorporate God in everything that they do. What are some of the testimonies and things that you've seen change in the marketplace? Well, one of the one of the really cool stories, and and I think we as Christians always have one or two stories that we can that we can pull up and remember when God has really moved in an obvious way. Uh, we had a, a member that uh, after about a year of being in the group and we're, we were focusing on living for God in the in the marketplace, he began to feel that uh, that uh, maybe he should move into ministry. And he actually was considering possibly, you know, selling the company or leaving the company and, and moving into ministry. And, and I think there was a book several years ago by Bob Buford called Halftime where a, a man had success in the marketplace and wanted them to cash that in and move into the ministry. And uh, and so there's a whole book on that concept. But this gentleman, uh, as, as he prayed about it and pondered through it and began to really think about it, he came to the realization and understanding that his ministry was right where he already was because mm. they have a firm of about 25 or so people, and not all of them are believers. And in his heart, he had always wanted to maybe be a little bit more um, direct in his witness at work. So with some encouragement, he came up with the idea of putting Scripture in the various conference rooms throughout their building and into their lobby. And uh, one of the scriptures that he put up right in the lobby, because this is a, a like a financial services type of business, was, you know, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And mm. as a result of that, he began to put these scriptures up and would change them out from time to time. Well, uh, that emboldened his his administrative assistant to have some conversations with people in the in the company, which led to somebody accepting Christ in their business, and that was a, a huge excitement for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, one of the, again, one of the employees in the organization said, "Well, maybe we could do a Bible study." So they started a Bible study before work using one of the conference rooms. And so they now have a, a women's Bible study, and they now have a men's Bible study. And, and here's the really cool thing that just really gets me excited. We don't always know what the results are going to be. We just need to be obedient to the Lord. And this, uh, this owner and his administrative assistant were, were thinking about all the people in their organization, and uh, they were looking at some of the women, and they said, well, should we invite this woman? to be a part of the Bible study because she didn't really seem to be too open to uh, anything from Christ. So they almost uh, had decided not to invite her. Well, it comes the way I heard the story, it comes to them that she heard about the Bible study and came in and said, you know, I've always wanted to go to one, but nobody's ever invited me. And matter of fact, she didn't even own a Bible. So, <clears throat> excuse me, so the company bought her Bible, and now she's involved in the women's Bible study. Wow. That's amazing. You know, I think what what people get confused is what ministry truly is. To minister is simply to serve. It's just servanthood, and you can serve whatever you are. 
you know, and I think that once people can kind of get that concept within them, then they realize that no matter where they are, we have all been called to the ministry of reconciliation, and that's just simply reconciling people back to God to show them the, the beauty and the wonders of having that relationship with God. So that's, that's a powerful, powerful um, testimony just in, in how the grace of God just stepped in and how lives was changed. I love it. You have a seminar coming up soon. Can you tell our listeners about that and how they can get in touch with you and the C12 group? Well, sure. Our, this next seminar is on May 22nd, and it just happens to be at this uh, this company that I was telling you about. They're going to co-host it with us. And really what this seminar is called, it's uh, Developing a Strategic Plan for Ministry. And Business owners will understand this, that as a, uh, an effective business, we need to have a plan for, for sales, for marketing, for costs, for everything that we do in business. We generally plan things out so that we know what we're going to do. We know how to allocate our resources. What this seminar does, it says, it's great to have a plan for business because that is good business. But for the Christian business owner, do you have a plan written out for ministry? Because if part of your responsibility of a, as a Christian business owner is not only for the, the well-running of your business, but also for the stewardship of your leadership over your employees and your vendors and your customers, do you actually have a plan to try to bring those folks to salvation? Do you have a plan to do things that would sanctify them, that would create an opportunity for somebody to uh, find out about the Lord? What are you doing? Are you intentional about sharing the gospel with the people you come in contact with? Because one of our, our key verses in C12 is, let your light shine, so shine before men, that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So we want to be a witness to everybody we come in contact with. And so this upcoming seminar is about three and a half hours, and what it does is it helps a business owner go through and begin to make a plan to how to actually implement ministry through your business. And the first thing that they do is they find out, you know, what is your mission statement? All organizations should have a mission statement because that is what keeps you on track to what you're trying to accomplish through your business. C12's purpose is to change the world by bringing forth the kingdom of God in the marketplace through the companies and lives of those he calls to run businesses for him. So that's what we're all about. And so we ask our business owners, what is your company all about? Do you have a mission statement that honors God in in what you're doing and how you go about doing things. And is that what distinguishes you between your business and maybe somebody else's business? So the first thing we do is we ask them to have a mission statement that honors God. The second thing is they actually do an assessment of how many people are they actually coming in contact with. Because every time you have a contact, that's an opportunity to be a witness for the Lord. So we have them look at how many employees do they have. How many family members, how many customers, how many vendors, how many people see their advertising? And so we begin to walk them through this process so that they can just begin to put some concrete steps behind the ministry plan 
in the very same way they would do their business plan. That's awesome. Now, you are the president of the C12 chapter in Las Vegas, but C12 is a national organization, is it not? It is. It's been around, uh, this matter of fact, is our 20th year anniversary. Uh, wow. Originally started in, in Florida. The home office is now uh, located in Greensboro, North Carolina. And we have, uh, we have chapters really across the nation right now. And for uh, folks that want to even know a little bit more about uh, where we're located, they can actually just uh, go to c12group.com, and uh, they can see every state that we're in. And some states actually have multiple chapters because they're, they're quite large. And uh, we intend to be in every community that has more than 50,000 people as our long-term vision. Uh, as we try to carry out our our mission statement of changing the world by bringing forth the kingdom of God in the marketplace. Amen. Now, how can people reach you that are in the Las Vegas area so that they can um, sign up for the seminar and get more information about your chapter? Well, they can actually go to they can go to that national site that I just mentioned, uh, and on there, if they click on that, they'll say there's a thing that says C12 near you, they can just go to the Nevada, state of Nevada, and as, they, uh, as they're right there, all they have to do is click on uh, Las Vegas, and there will be a, my phone numbers and email will be right there for them to uh, either send me an email or, or just contact me directly by phone. And does a person have to belong to the C12 group to attend the seminar that you were talking about? No, this, uh, this particular you have to understand the seminars that we do are really were developed for C12 members for us to use internally, but they're also applicable to anybody that's in business. And this particular seminar, the strategic plan for ministry, is really intended for anybody that's a Christ follower that would like to be understand and begin to implement a more strategic way of carrying out ministry through the business that God has already given them. And it's open and to what any is the size date? company. I'm sorry? What is the date of the seminar? Oh, it's May 22nd. Great. Well, this is phenomenal. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. Um, I I applaud you and obviously um, am am just like-minded with you in, in your endeavors and what you're doing. I think this is a phenomenal thing. I just, once again, if you could give the C12 um, website, and then I will follow you with God's Marketplace website, because you know what I have learned over the years of my walk with God is that God strategically joins people together, and there are synergies in everything we do, because each one of us has a specific role to play in the lives of others. So I'm grateful just to connect with you and to have you on the show today. And, again, if you would give that website out, that would be great. That would be C12, the letter C, the number 12C12group.com. Excellent, excellent. And if any of you would like more information about God's Marketplace, you can reach us at God's Marketplace dot n-i-n-g dot com that's god's marketplace dot ning dot com and once you're on the site because i'm sure and i get this question quite a bit that um business owners need information on 
um, the legalities of what they're doing and how they're mixing their faith in business. And if you log on GodsMarketplace.me, you'll also see different people's links, and you'll see Pastor Dorothy Walker-Parker on there. She is a specialist in HR, in human resources, in Christian businesses that can give you counsel and can give you um just tips on what you can and can't do. So I just really would like to throw that out there because we all need guidance and direction, and she's someone that could truly, truly help you. We're down to just a couple of minutes left of the show, and what I would really love to do, Ed, if you would just pray over our business owners that are listening to the show, I would appreciate that as we close out. I would look forward to that. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we serve you and that uh, you have given us the gift of your Son, uh, Jesus Christ, for uh, our salvation. Uh, Lord, we thank you for his obedience to you in going to the cross. Lord, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that raised him so that he is residing with you. And because of that, Lord, we have the indwelling of your Spirit. And because of that, Lord, we are bold and we are courageous. And as we do business, Lord, that you have equipped us to do. We've already studied your word. We understand that all good gifts come from you. The abilities that we have come from you. And, Lord, we pray that we will be great stewards of the things that you have already given us. Lord, we are a product of our culture, but we are not of this world. We belong to you. And so we pray for your spirit, Lord, to guide us, to give us the wisdom, to give us the strength, Lord, to be bold for you. Let us not be afraid of the marketplace. Let us not be afraid of political correctness. Let us not be afraid of what other people will think. But let's be bold but wise as we share our faith through our businesses. And, Lord, I pray that for the people that we lead in our companies, uh, that there would be a sense of, of just people looking for you. And as we as leaders, Lord, step up, and just begin to make inroads, at least in our minds, begin to think that uh, we can carry this for you, that the people around us, Lord, would be an encouragement to us, that when we open up our conference room for a Bible study, that it just is filled immediately with people who just are hungry for the word. So I pray for strength. I pray that you would, you would gift the leaders just as you did Joshua, just as you did Moses, just as you did the Apostle Paul, that you would give them the strength and the courage, Lord, to lead fearlessly for you knowing that all good things come from you, knowing that, that you are behind everything that we do. And, Lord, as we, as we live for you and we carry out your will, Lord, you come right alongside us and make that happen. And so, Lord, we just pray for obedience in your word, and we leave the results to you. And we pray all this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, and it is so. Thank you so much, Ed, for coming on the broadcast. We really, really appreciate you, and thank you for all the words of wisdom that you've given to our listeners. This was a real blessing. Well, I appreciate the invite, and, and hopefully we'll be able to talk again soon. Absolutely, absolutely. You take care, and to all of our listeners, until next time, continue in the favor of God. Amen, and be blessed.